You ready for the Word of God? Second session of our, our series, Full and Overflowing. Last week it was fullness comes from following. This week is going to be about being OTT. It's about being over the top. In fact, there was a movie many years ago called Over the Top, and it was about arm wrestling. And the guy, every time he he wanted to win, Sylvester Stallone, yeah, Wayne remembers it. He turned his cap around, and he went over the top. It's time to go over the top. If you got your Bible, let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. We're going to start there. You're going to know this verse really well by the end of this series. Uh, In fact, it's so important that we just don't hear the Word, we integrate the Word, we live the Word, we get in our heart and uh, memorize the Word of God. And I find the only way that you can do that is by repetition. So here we go, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19, it says, To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. In other words, you can't comprehend God's love. But it goes on, and I want us to all say this, that you may be filled with Oh, that's pathetic right now. Come on. I want us all to say this, okay? That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Come on, can we say that again? That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Verse 20 is well known. It says, now to him who is able to do, let's say these three words, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works where? It works in us. Turn to your neighbor and say, it works in you. God is in you. It works in you. To Him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. God wants to fill you with His fullness. In fact, in, in Wellington, they've got this, um, this thing in Cuba Street. It's a, a little bit of a, it's called um, the Bucket Fountain. This fountain where, how many have seen that in Wellington? The Bucket Fountain, Cuba Street. Many people have tried to get rid of it, but it's been there for 50 years. And a lot of people like uh, the Bucket Fountain because what happens is water comes down from the top, fills the bucket, and when that bucket overflows, it spills out and goes into the next bucket, and then it goes into the next bucket until it reaches the bottom. How many know when we come to God and worship, God fills us in this environment? You're filled with His presence. He wants to fill you so much that you overflow and you spill, that, that the effect of that spills out into the lives of others you encounter on a daily basis. Come on, that's the aim of this series, that you be filled with God, filled to overflowing so that you can impact your world, so that you can bring change to your world. Come on, so that flows into your workplace. It flows into your family life. It flows into the university you're studying. It flows into every aspect that you be filled with the, the fullness, not just a little bit of God, but all the fullness of God. We've got to make sure that we don't let our small minds stop the big things that God wants to do in our life. Come on, God has big things for you in 2020. But that's going to come about as as we uh, we pay attention, we we lean into the Word of God. And I I want to read a passage of Scripture, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, and uh, just unpack some things from there. Proverbs 4, verse 20, it says, My son, my daughter, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. How many want to be healthy this year? 
When it comes to health, God's Word is better than any diet than you're on. Come on here. It says, you know, they are life to those who find them and they are health to one's body. And it goes on. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to your path, the paths for your feet, and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. I want to suggest to you today, your life is a result of the overflow of your heart. Your life, the issues you're up against, the challenges that are in front of you, they are a result of what's in your heart. And, and, and that's why we're going to ask ourselves, uh, what are we filling our heart with? See, I, I found in life and in the Bible, little things matter. Uh, little things can be easy to dismiss, easy to overlook, easy to ignore. You know, many people think, oh, it doesn't really matter, it's just little. But in the kingdom of God, little things are important. You know, many people say, well, you know, with God, I'm, I'm on board all the main stuff. I've got the main stuff down. You know, but the little stuff, that doesn't really matter. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, everything matters. And, and the small is significant. And little, little amounts to big in the kingdom of God. Everything may start out small. In fact, in the kingdom, it, it often works that way. Um, a mustard seed. It, it's a small seed, but it has the capacity to be a big, big tree. It's small, but within it is bigness. I want to say within every small thing, there's a big thing happening. And it can be in the negative and it can be in the positive. You know, a little leaven, Jesus said, leavens a whole lump. A little, it's only little, but it has an impact and it has an influence over, over everything. It's the little foxes that destroy the, the vine. Yeah, you know, and, and when it comes to our, our life, we've got to give attention to the little. And when it comes to God's promises, His promises are big. In fact, the land that God has for each and every one of us is, is a big land. It's a wide open space. God's got amazing things for you this year. He wants to do something big in your life. But when it comes to the promises of God, those promises don't just happen all at once. Yeah, in fact, God promised the Israelites this land. And He said to them in his Exodus chapter 23, verse 20, He says, little by little. Somebody say that, little by little. Little by little, I'll drive them out before you until, I have in, until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. It's like little by little. This, this thing's not going to happen all at once. It's going to happen little by little. In fact, in Deuteronomy, it says, yeah, I'm going to give it to you little by little, lest the beast of the field become too numerous for you, that, that the land just becomes a mess. So what was happening is the enemies, the Canaanites, the Hittites, and all the otherites who are occupying that land were just actually looking after the land until the Israelites grew big enough so that till they could take care of it. And, and that's how the enemy it serves our life. You know, you don't realize, but some of the things that we're up against is, are actually serving us. You know, the enemy right now is just looking after stuff until we grow the capacity to be able to take care of it for ourselves. 
two of the functions of the enemy, number one is he's a caretaker. He's just looking after stuff. Many people today want to move into neighborhoods they couldn't afford to maintain. Some of us struggle to maintain our lives right now. And we're asking God for something bigger. You know, and if we got what we're asking for, it would actually be a curse. It wouldn't be a blessing. You know, but God says, no, I want to grow your capacity. That's why I'm going to give the land to you little by little. I'll give it to you in according to what's happening in you. Well, what's taking place in you? So, so, so the enemy are our caretakers, but they're also our personal trainers. Here's the deal. If you've got a personal trainer and you like that personal trainer, they're probably not a good personal trainer. You know, personal trainers should push you beyond your limits. And, and, and enemies are, are, are training us. Uh, for all those gym freaks, you understand, you know, to grow, you've got to take on resistance. And that resistance you face right now, that resistance you feel is actually just growing you. The enemies are growing you. They're, they're growing your conviction. Come on, what you're up against is increasing your prayer life. Some of us wouldn't pray as much as we're praying if we weren't up against what we're up against. Come on, praying. Yeah, it, it builds strength. It builds determination. But it, it brings us to a place of dependence on God. Mountains may seem big to us, but to God, mountains are small. Have you ever told something, somebody some news that you thought was big and they just dismissed it as being small? You know, it's like, you know, when you tell somebody you're, you're pregnant, for the first time, you're having a baby as a couple. Big, big, big news. Yeah. You know, oh, man, that's exciting. That's amazing. But if you're getting to your third and fourth kid, it's not as big a news. It's like, oh, you're having another one. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's like when you have your first kid, big news. You're taking photos. You got, you know, everything. By the time you get to your third and your fourth, it's like, oh, you know, there's hardly any photos. I'm number three in line. My older sister, she's got a lot of photos. I hardly have anything. I still need some inner healing. Maybe I need to go to Encounter Weekend. <laughs> but, but, but it's like, like big, but, but to God, you know, God, you know, some of the big things, God's saying, hey, they're small. I can deal with that. You know you've grown as a believer when you're not freaking out over the things that you freaked out last year over. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you're, you're growing when you're not as anxious. You're, you're facing the same situation, you know, same circumstances, but you're going, oh, I, I know this is going to work out. God's got this. God's got my back. back. And, and opposition grows our capacity to trust God. And God gives us, He gives us the land little by little. I like miracle moments. Open heaven, a miracle moment. Amazing. But, but that didn't just happen in a moment. In fact, you've got, you got to know the background story. You know, Dean Rush and I, who leads C3 Church, we were youth pastors together 25 years ago. We used to meet up, you know, have a dream for the city. I'm not saying it's all a result of that meeting 25 years ago, but definitely that laid a foundation. You know, some of the youth leaders in that meeting you know, who are there are no longer leaders anymore. But the fact that we've just been going, hey, we're believing for our city for 25 years, you know, and, and, and we're keeping on believing. How many know that's got to do something? Come on, we used to prophesy 20 years ago that one day we'd fill stadiums. We're living in what we prophesied. But it hasn't just happened in a moment. 
but it's been little by little. There's been a building towards it. And many people think, well, I just want the miracle moments. Well, if you want the miracle moments, you've got to engage with the little. In fact, the little presents your biggest challenge right now. It's it's the little things, it's the small foxes, it's the seed thoughts, it's the little attitudes, it's the little lies, it's the small sins, it's the little inconsistencies, it's the little hurts, it's the small disappointments. How many small disappointments build up? You know, they go, and next minute you've got a mountain of disappointment. Simply because you didn't let God into that small disappointment, that small hurt. Yeah, it's so important that, that, that we look at the little. See, God wants to fill your life with good things. There's no shortage. He wants you to be full and overflowing with Him, over the top. God's over the top. The Bible says, Psalm 23, He anoints my head and my cup runs over. Your cup being your life. Your, your cup runs over. In other words, He gives us more than we can hold. So what we need to do is increase our ability to be able to hold more. It simply means, this simply means, my cup runs over is to be filled beyond capacity with the endless supply of God's goodness. With the endless supply of God's goodness. So many of us approach God with a shortage mentality. A shortage mentality is I never have enough and never will. You know, I never have enough time, never have enough energy, never have enough resources. And we're looking at our life through the eyes of our resources. We need to have a surplus mentality. God has more than we ever need. God has unlimited resources. See, when we focus on lack and limited resources, what that leads to is envy. Jealousy, quarreling, at least leads to a whole lot of things when we're looking at our resources. But, but when you see someone else being blessed and you know that God's got unlimited resources, you go, well, I'm next in line. Come on, God, God wants to bless me. God wants to do something good in my life. Come on, have you ever thought, have you ever wondered whether the person next to you is stealing your ear? It's like, stop breathing, you're stealing my ear. Come on, there's enough air to go around. There's enough of God to go around, and He wants to fill you with His goodness. Come on, He wants to fill you to overflow. He's an over-the-top God. Is anybody, does anybody believe that? Yeah. Here's the thing from Proverbs 4, to live a life of overflow, four things you need to do. Number one, you need to incline your ears. Proverbs 4.20, it says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Pay attention right now to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Question you need to ask right now is, what are you listening to? Who's on your playlist? What are you feeding yourself with? Your cup cannot be filled with good stuff if it's filled with mud. And a lot of people are, you know, praying, God, God, do this. And God goes, well, I can't. Your cup's already full. It's filled with other people's words. It's filled with other things. While it's filled with other things, I can't fill you with the stuff that I have. You know, what are you feeding? What are you listening to? You know, you can listen to the radio and it's a nice tune, nice beat. And then you start singing along. 
And, and have you ever caught yourself going, man, what am I singing? Those lyrics are nasty. They're, they're bad. But, but, but we keep on singing it because we like the tune. Come on, that's feeding your spirit. Instead of feeding yourself with rubbish, come on, feed yourself with the Word of God. You know, feed, you know, so many people feed themselves with just popular opinion. You know, who are you listening to? Don't just listen to anyone. Just because they're your friends doesn't mean you should listen to them. God's Word carries better advice. God, God's words lead to life and freedom. Yeah, other people, you know, will give their opinion on stuff, but if it's contrary to God's word, in the end, it's going to lead to bondage. In the end, it's going to lead to you being bound up. But, but God's word, you can trust God's word. God is for you, and, and He wants to lead you into a wide open space. But you got to lean in. Somebody say, lean in. You got to pay attention. Uh, because God's Word, you know, if you open the Bible, the written Word of God is, is the Logos Word. That's, that's the written Word. And many people read that and go, oh, it's dry. I don't understand that. But I want to say, let's pay attention in a greater way to the Rhema Word. The Rhema Word is when, when things just you know, hit you and go, man, that's right where I'm at right now. Right, right, that, that hit home in me. It's the Word coming alive. It's the Word living. living. And, and, and God wants the living Word in your life. His, His words are life and they're spirits. If you just read, read, read the Bible like you read another book, you probably won't get anything out of it. But if you apply faith and you say, Holy Spirit, I want you to come and speak to me today, it's amazing what will happen. Just reading my Bible this morning, you know, it's like, boom, that's right for today. I knew it was the right verse for today. In fact, you know, I'm doing a one-year Bible reading plan. And do you know, in my Bible reading plan today was Proverbs chapter 4. Uh, yesterday wasn't Proverbs chapter 3. It's a little bit of random. But today was Proverbs chapter 4. And I'm going, wow, this is the right message. Come on, God wants to speak to people today. God wants something to come alive in your spirit. You know, God, uh, and I love the story in First Kings where it talks about Elijah and God passing him by. And it says what happened was a mighty wind came, but God wasn't in the wind. Then an earthquake came, and God wasn't in the earthquake. And, and then a fire came, but God wasn't in the fire. Then after that, it says there was a still small voice. Uh, what we need to pay attention to is, is the still small voice. Because I've found that's how God speaks. It's that inner witness on the inside. God doesn't speak sometimes in a shout as much as he does a whisper. For a whisper, you've got to lean in. It's like you can't hear if you're at a distance. You've got to come close when somebody whispers. But when, when somebody whispers, you know, it's, it, there has to be a level of relationship. And the reason why many people don't get the rhema word, the living word, they don't hear that whisper is because they're either standing at a distance or they don't have a relationship. You never whisper in a stranger's ear. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying that's, that's creepy. Uh, you know, but, but, but you know, somebody, uh, you got, intimate relationship with, you know, a, a, a whisper is there and God God whispers things in our heart. I believe even right now in this, this meeting, God's whispering into people's spirit. But you've got to lean in and you've got to choose to, 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 to lean in and listen to it. Pay attention. Pay, pay attention. Don't just go through your day. 
without leaning in to, to, to God's voice. God, I need you to speak to me today. Your words are life and they're freedom. Number one, we need to incline our ear. Number two, if we're to live a life full and overflowing, we need to fix our eyes. Listen to verse 21. It says, do not let them out of your sight. These words, don't let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Many people say out of, out of mind, out of sight, but I'd say out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, if it's in your sight, it will be in your mind. You've got to keep it in front of you. That, that, that's why it's important, you know, just having regular patterns. You've got to put it in front of you because if it's not in front of you, you know, other things will come in front of you and you'll focus on that, you'll meditate on that. But, but we've got to keep God's Word that's why coming to church, you made a good decision today. It's like you're putting it front and center. And hopefully something from this message will guide you during your week. You know, hopefully when you wake up in the morning, you open your Bible and you start your, your day off with God's Word. Because that will keep it in your mind and you'll have the wisdom of God that you can access to solve the problems that you face on a daily basis. But, but you've got to keep it in front of you. In front of you. Keep your sight on God's goodness. Even when you read the Bible, you know, look at the Bible through the eyes of God's goodness. Listen to this. God is good. And I want to put the statement up, the statement up, and I want us to read it out because this helps us create the lens in which we should view things. Now, listen to this. Because God is good, everything He does in my life is for my good. Okay. Because God is good... Everything he does in my life is for my good. Can we all say that out together? Because God is good, everything he does in my life is for my good. Even the tough stuff is for my good. I might not see it at the time, but I'm viewing even this challenge I've got in front of me through God's goodness. He's working it for my good. When you start doubting God's goodness... You get yourself in a lot of trouble. You start relying on your own thoughts, your own opinions. You go to others. And then you, you start doubting, well, God's word. Well, why is he doing this? He just tells us we can't do that because he's a killjoy. We start questioning him when it comes to things like sex, money, and priorities. You know, God doesn't really know. You know, what's God's law? It doesn't really matter. It's only a little thing. But I found when you break God's law, you're not breaking God's law. You're just breaking yourself against God's law. Because God's law defines reality. It defines the way the world works. And, and so when we go outside of that, number one, we're saying, God, you're not enough. I need that and you. But also you're saying, God, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you, you really don't know, you know what true joy is. You know, I've got to go outside of this to experience it. And many people, it's like, get caught in this thing. I'm missing out. We live in a world that suffers from FOMO. In fact, Time Magazine did a whole article on it. The fear of missing out is a big thing. See, you can live by FOMO or an overflow. 
God wants you to live in overflow. There are many people today who live in, have this fear of missing out. What they do is they overbook their calendar because I just might miss out. They overspend their money because I need this to satisfy me. They overdraw their credit. It's, you know, they do that. They, they overload their emotions. They, they overwork their bodies. They overcrowd their days. They, they overvalue the approval of people, and, and the results are they're overstressed, overanxious, and overwhelmed. Come on, God doesn't want you to live that way. Yeah, you don't need to live overwhelmed. God can lead you to a rock that's higher than, higher than yourself. And God wants you to succeed. Come on, that's good news today. Come on, God wants you to succeed this year. He's for your success. Success is not a bad word. In the kingdom of God. In fact, God wants you to succeed. He wants to bless your life. He wants to do good things. But it comes as we align our life to the Word of God. Isaiah chapter 48, in the contemporary English version, I like how it says, it says, come closer. Listen, I've never kept secret the things I've said. And I was here before time began. By the power of His Spirit, the Lord God has sent me with this message people of Israel. I'm a holy God, the one who rescues you for your own good. I teach you and I lead you along the right path. How I'd wish you'd obey my commands. Your success and good fortune would have then overflowed like a flooding river. Come on, your success and good fortune if you obeyed my commands, would what overflow like a flooding river. Come on, this year, God wants to bless your life. If you just align yourself with Him. Now, when it comes to relationship uh, and building your life on the Word of God, relationships are developed by proximity and frequency. You actually got to be near. You got, you got to come close and you've got to be regular. You don't have a relationship, a good one, if you just connect once in a while. Uh, that's why you've got to set your eyes. You know, you've got to fix your eyes. What, what's in front of you? Otherwise, you, you just drift. And, and so number one, we need to incline our ears. Number two, we need to fix our, our eyes. Number three, we need to keep our heart. Listen to this. It says, verse 23, above all else. I don't know what's a priority in your life, but here he's saying this is above it because <laughs> he's saying above all else, above. Now, now this is the thing. If there's any take out from this message, take away from this message, you know, this is it. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything as a result of what's in your heart. But here's the thing. You're to guard it. You're to keep it. It's my heart, my responsibility. It's not somebody else's responsibility. It's your responsibility. Nobody can make you do anything. You know, you choose what you allow into your heart, and you have the ability to take things out of your heart and put the good things in. Guard your heart. Keep it with all diligence. You know, who's the best goalkeeper in the world right now? All you football fans? I don't know. You know somebody from Liverpool? Yeah, it's like, here's the thing. When it comes to your heart... You are the best goalkeeper. Now, shots are going to be on goal all the time. Shots are going to come at your life. Words are going to be spoken. It's like a shot. It can do damage to you. 
Things aren't going to happen according to plan. Expectations are going to be disappointed. It's like opportun- you're going to have opportunities to get offended. What are you going to do? Some of us, you know, we, we don't guard the goal of our life. The enemy's going to come in and he, he's going to sh- sh- shoot things at us. But we're there to block those things. And so that's not going into my heart. I, I'm not going to let that in because that has the ability to destroy my life. See, nobody can keep you offended without your permission. Yeah, a shot may be, but, but you've got a choice what you do with that offense, whether you allow the forgiveness of God. Often I say, you have to be a Christian to survive church. Because you have to operate in the spirit of love, spirit of forgiveness, spirit of grace. And sometimes stuff does get through. The enemy, sometimes we score own goals. In fact, I was just looking up on YouTube, guys scoring own goals. I reckon here's a classic. And maybe this represents some of our own lives. It's like we're doing more damage to ourselves than anybody else. It's like... It's like, it's like, oh no, he, he is it in slow mo right now. It's like, oh, how bad would you feel? It's like, how many are feeling sorry for the guy? There it is, there. Oh. But we're doing that all the time. Sometimes we're doing that by what we're listening to. But what we're inclining our ear, what we're putting before our eyes, and we're not keeping our hearts. I reckon how you start your day is really important, but also how you finish your day, because how you finish your day determines how you go, how you start your next day. And, and so many people, you know, don't start their day right. Instead of lo- listening to News Talk ZB or you know the radio, why not fill your life with worship? Why not put worship in it? Why not fill your life with the Word of God? At the end of the day, you know, thank God for what He's done. But, but just even begin to ask yourself questions. Is there anything I need to leave in today? Is there anyone I, I need to forgive? Is there anyone I, I need to seek forgiveness for? Maybe I was in a, involved in a conversation where I just crossed the line, where, where I said some careless words. How many have been there before? Uh, you know, I went too far with that joke. You know, God, I need your forgiveness because I don't want that to carry into the next day. At the end of every day, God, I, I just come before you. I clean my heart. I want my heart to be clean. You know, that will change how you wake up in the morning. You haven't got all the residue of yesterday into your today. You know, today's got enough worries of its own. I don't need yesterday stuff, and I don't need to worry about tomorrow. But I just need to focus on getting my heart right here and now. And I get that right. It's amazing how things begin to work out. Now keep your heart with all diligence. Diligence is daily. And if you don't, the little things, the little things build up. Number four is you need to manage your mouth. So you need to incline your ears. You need to fix your eyes. You need to keep your heart. You need to manage your mouth. If you want to live in overflow... Your mouth is a weapon, and it's a weapon for good or evil. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Listen to Proverbs 4, verse 24. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. In fact, James says, indeed, we all make many mistakes. Ain't that true? 
But it says, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and we could control ourselves in every other way. He goes on and talks about how a large horse is guided by a small bit in its mouth. Small bit, large horse, can direct that horse. Huge ship, tiny rudder. Again, it's the small things. It's the little things. You know, or a, a tiny spark can light, light a huge forest fire. You know, some people say, oh, it's nothing much. You know, really, don't get too serious. Now, what's coming out of your mouth? Is it edifying? Is it building up? A building up? Does it build up? You know, too many people, you know, it's all about gossip and, and different things. Come on, that helps nobody. That doesn't help anyone. It's like, you know, talking about other people and things. It's just like, no, let's be people who determine we're going to build one another up. James goes on and says, taming your animal is actually harder than taming your tongue. And I know some people have got some unruly animals. But t- taming this, your tongue, is actually harder. Now, are your words edifying? Come on, does that joke need to be said? Yeah, may it get a few laughs, but is it perverse? You know, there's times I'm going, oh, I crossed the line there. But, but watch what comes out of your mouth. You need to manage it. Come on, let's speak the words of God. Let's, uh, I'm not saying don't have fun, but, but, uh, but just watch where things go over, over the line. Manage your mouth. No, and number five, last one, if we could have the musicians up, is you need to watch your feet. So what, what have we got? Number one is, number one is, incline your ears. Number two, fix your eyes. Number three, Keep your heart. Number four, management. Number five, watch your feet. Give careful thought to your paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. (laughs) It's easy just to go with the flow. People often find themselves in places they thought they'd never be simply because they just went with the flow. A lot of guys in prison today never thought they'd be in prison, but they had these friends and they just went with the flow. In fact, a lot of them would say, if you ask them, how did you get here? I guarantee you, most of them will start with, well, I had these friends. Started hanging out with the wrong people. Started affecting what I was listening to, what I was looking at. Got into my heart. You know, next minute, you know, I was speaking dumb things, doing dumb things, and, and here I am. Nobody wakes up in the morning intending on ruining their life. Well, today, I just want to ruin my life. Let's go for it. I, I, I want to make a mess of my life. Nobody sets off the day doing that. Today, I, I really want to fail. I want a failed marriage. I want to you know, ruin my family. But that happens all the time. It happens all the way, uh, all around us. We just need to look at society. You know, how, how many things are just a mess? And I'm not messing people say, well, I, it was one big event. I challenge to say nothing ever happened. It wasn't just one big event. It was little things that built up over time. And then people have come, how the heck did I get here? It was just bit by bit by bit. And eventually they found themselves doing things they thought they'd never do. They found themselves in places they thought they'd never be. Yeah, that happens in the negative a lot. But I found the same in in the positive happens. If you just do little things like, man, I'm going to read my Bible every day. I'm going to be 
part of the community of faith. I'm not just going to attend church. I'm actually going to join an e-group. I'm going to start connecting and relating with other people. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be a regular at church as well because other things are trying to get my attention and I need God right up front. I don't want to be distracted because I don't want my, my feet to go off to the right or to the left. I want my, my feet to walk along His path because His path leads to life. His path leads to freedom. You know, I, I, I want to keep walking towards God. I want to keep walking towards His purpose. See, see, it's the small things that present us with the biggest challenge. Man, many of us want the miracle moments, and yes, they happen every now and then, but I challenge you, every big miracle moment is simply accumulation of little things where a tipping point happened and it became big. You know, I believe God wants to do big things this year, but the bigger is going to happen off a lot of people taking small steps. In fact, March the 8th, we're going to be in Spark Arena for a Sunday service. Woo. You know, it's, it's an opportunity to bring all our locations together. We've got four services happening on a Sunday now, and you know, people aren't seeing each other, but we thought, let's do two big services in the Spark Arena. And that's also because that was the only venue available as well. So let's <coughs> go big or go home. And, uh, you know, we're doing that. But it, how, how are we going to fill that space? By each of us realizing that we're called to impact our world. I'm not just going to get myself there. I'm going to be so full of God. Like that bucket fountain. That, that my life is going to overflow and it's going to spill into the life of another. Because I know I'm not just here for myself. God's Word lives in me when, when, when I pass it on to somebody else. And many people get stuck in their, their walk with God simply because they don't understand. Anything you get given by God, anything you get from God is for you to pass it on to somebody else. That's how it works. It's meant to flow through your life. It's not meant to stop at your life. Come on, this year, let's be people who live full and overflowing lives. Let's incline our ears. Let's fix our eyes. Let's guard our hearts. Let's manage our mouth. And let's watch our feet. Because God wants to bring you to a place that's far and beyond. Far and beyond what you could ever imagine. Come on, He wants to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above Come on, I want you to say it because I want you to get this in, this in you. He wants to do it exceed. Or that you could ask or think according to the power that works in you. Full and overflowing. Come on, we serve a God who's over the top in Jesus' name. And He wants to do more than you can imagine.